Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is Voices from the Planet. I am your host, Eric, and this is episode number four, Na Hiva Hiva with Nicole. <laughs> My wife, um, Nicole, was able to go on a trip to Japan, so we sat down and talked about it for the podcast and her experience and her thoughts on it. Um, it was yeah, I liked it. It was fun. It was actually good, really good doing one with her. Um, so you get to kind of see how it is when we talk. I mean, obviously we're doing it for the podcast, so it does come across as if we're talking to you guys or if I'm talking to you guys sometimes. But yeah, so we talk about everything from them leaving to them getting there, what the shows were like, you know, what Japan was like. Um, I guess I'll... This was our first trip, well, our second trip actually being apart. This is the second time she had to go somewhere for hula. The first time was in the very beginning of our relationship. Um, she went to Kauai with her halal and participated in the Mokihana Festival. And that was actually the first time, from the time we got together... We spent every minute together other than when we had to go to work or whatever. But that was, this one, Mokihana was the first time we were separated. And that one was hard at first, but it was okay at the end. But this one, Nahiva Hiva, was, I don't know, it was harder, I guess. We have a son now. So she went with her halal and me and our son stayed back. And, I mean... I did have help. I'm not gonna make like I was doing it completely on my own. Our my mother-in-law lived with us, so she was there to help out, and she did. And my father-in-law is here too, so he picked up our son one evening and took him out, and that gave me some time to relax. And actually, I worked a lot on the podcast during those times. Um, but yeah, this is our first real time apart. I'd say. Um, you know, it was hard for me, you know, just knowing that I was going to have to do it on my own. And this might come across as kind of like pity party for me, but, it, you know, I'm just sharing my state of mind or my emotional state at the time when she left. So, yeah, I, dro- I remember dropping her off at the airport and I still had it all together at that time, you know, I was holding it in, but... To be honest, I was a little nervous about being on my own with the baby for a week and having to just kind of continue a normal routine of, you know, waking up, going to work, or dropping the kid off, going to work, picking him up, coming home, getting dinner ready, doing all these things, and just making sure that he was okay, and then also making sure that I was okay. And it was funny, there was actually one night... Um, it was actually the night I recorded with my friends, my family from 8250 and Sean and Sheena. But after we were done, you know, they went home and then I, rea- I realized, holy shit, I didn't even eat anything all day. I don't, <laughs> I don't normally eat breakfast anyway, so you can just, that was a given, but I didn't eat anything at lunch at work that day. And I had planned on eating dinner when I got home before everybody came over to record the podcast, but I just kind of, it got away from me and I totally didn't eat. 
and I realized that maybe at like one in the morning, I was like, holy crap, I didn't even eat anything, <laughs> but I was too tired, so I just went to bed, but, you know, I had to make sure that I was taking care of myself while she was gone as well, so that was one of my not-so-good days of taking care of myself, forgot to eat, but, but getting back to the first day, so we, me, I take her to the airport, and, you know, dropping her off there at the airport and we're saying our goodbyes and it's it's weird I mean she was only gone for a week but it felt like it was gonna be a long time like I was just dreading like how long is this week gonna be oh my god and there were a couple days where our daycare actually that first day our daycare was closed too so I was gonna originally I was gonna take a half day off and drop her off at the airport and then drop him off at daycare and then go into work but we um she was closed that day so I stayed home with him which was pretty hard so I drop her off at the airport we're saying our goodbyes she's saying bye to our son and I she starts you know tearing up a little and crying and I think he could kind of pick up on that so he started crying and I'm still like trying to hold it all back so drop her off and she goes down she gets her luggage and she takes it down to go check in or whatever and I get back in the car and our son is crying and it's not it wasn't much like crying with how babies cry when they're hungry or tired or upset it it really felt like he was sad like I could hear like some kind of sadness in his cry that I never really heard before and I lost it. <laughs> I totally lost it. I broke down. And the ride home, we just, both of us, we just cried. Because <laughs> we were going to miss our mama. But, you know, what I was trying to do is, as far as not letting her see before she left, you know, that I was going to miss her, that I was going to be sad. Not that I didn't want her to know that I was going to miss her. But I just didn't want her to, you know, worry that we were going to be okay without her. I wanted her to know that we were going to be fine. So I tried to keep all that to myself leading up to it. And as soon as we dropped her off and as we were driving away, it was like, all right, the gates are open. Just let it out. So we had that good cry. And that that day was, I mean, that was, I mean, I feel so weird talking about it now and it seems so silly like she was only gone for a week and whatever but I don't know that first day there was a couple times during the day when we were kind of playing around the house and I would just stop and think like shit mom's gone just you and me buddy just you and me for the week and then I would kind of you know get a little teary eyed and cry a little and turn away so he wouldn't see me crying kind of a thing and it sounds silly now but yeah, it was pretty emotional day. So as he was taking his naps, I would try to stay busy to keep from thinking about it. Um, cleaning up and just kind of doing stuff around the house. Kind of preparing stuff for the podcast. But So that was the first day was the roughest day. And I think it's just because we were at home and had a lot of time to think about it. And just replaying, dropping her off at the airport over and over <laughs> in my mind. And just getting sad about it but 
as the week, you know, the next day was easier, and as the week went through, it just got easier and easier. We fell back into our normal routine and stuff, and being at home, because they were in Japan for that week, they didn't have hula practice, so we were home at a pretty decent hour, so, you know, after we got him home and fed and bocha and put him, you know, put him to sleep, I would have time to work on the podcast, so I did some editing on some other ones, actually put a lot of time in, and it seem, seems weird, people me like, it's not work, but, I mean, it took a lot of time make, setting up a Instagram account, so you guys can go follow that if you want, it's at Voices from the Planet on Instagram, and I also set up a YouTube channel, you can search Voices from the Planet on YouTube, um, and see the same, it's episodes one through three, on there, on there now, this one will be up on there, but you guys rather check it out on youtube you can there's no videos or anything it's still just the audio maybe one day i'll find a way out to incorporate some kind of video in here but for now just the audio so i got a, got that kind of stuff and it felt good to be a little productive even if it was as simple as setting up an instagram account separate um tried to keep things the same as if mom was there you know the weekends we have our routines we went to the park we went to the pool yeah just try to keep everything as normal as possible one good thing is and this is a blessing of technology modern technology is that the iphones have a magnificent feature called facetime so while my wife was in japan we were able to talk and actually see each other and he was able to see his mom you know on the phone and talk and so that made it a little easier just being able to see her every day. Um, I don't think we got too much into it on the podcast itself. That's why I'm kind of talking more about it now in this intro. Um, and I, she'll hear this. out of She doesn't know that I'm going to be recording this one as a solo intro for her episode. But I felt like I wanted to put this out there so she can hear it. And know that we were... You know, surviving without her, but we missed her greatly, and we were so happy when she came back. So, when she came back, I I told her, like, right away, like, I want to do this podcast with you and talk about Nahiva Kiva, and just, I don't know, do, a, like, a debriefing, like, exactly what we did, and it took a little while, I mean, had to get back into the work schedule, and that kind of stuff so but we finally did it and I think it came out really good it was funny I asked her if she you know was ready and I I listened to it earlier so I texted her and was telling her I listened to it and she was saying how she was nervous and she wanted to listen to it first to make sure she didn't say anything weird or mean but she didn't I thought she did a really good job and she spoke from the heart and I think there was a couple good moments in there that I don't know could mean a lot to Halau, so I think, yeah, it was a good experience for her, I'm really glad she went, after, you know, even though being sad and missing her and stuff, we were really excited for her to have this opportunity, and I'm saying we as in me and my son, um, I don't know that he fully understands yet, but I think to some level, you know, he can feel the emotion when he's around us, and, you know, pick up on that but I was super proud and super excited for her to get this opportunity to go to Japan and 
participate in the Nahiva Hiva festival. Um, they earned it. All of all of the girls, not just her. I mean, her especially because she's my wife and I love her. But all the the wahine of Kalehua to wahine really did an amazing job this year at Mary Monarch and just it was awesome to witness and they were rewarded as a halal and honored with the privilege to participate in this and um, it is a once in a lifetime opportunity to be the first of the group you know to to go to this thing and represent the halal and Hawaii in Japan for every you know for all our Japanese brothers and sisters in the Hula world who come to experience that. I'm, I know that they really appreciate it, and I think the halal that are invited to go really appreciate the opportunity to get to do it and to share that aloha with everybody. Um, but yeah, so this episode, we talked about it. It's about, eh, you'll see, it's, it's good. We had some some laughs. But we'll, yeah, I guess I'll end the intro here. I'm kind of out of words. I don't really know what else to add to this one. So we'll just cut it off there and let you guys enjoy the, listen to the episode. I don't want to say let you guys enjoy it. I don't know if you'll enjoy it. Hopefully you will. And hopefully you'll keep checking back for new episodes with, you know, future guests and support. And, you know, don't forget to like the videos on YouTube and on SoundCloud. Check out the Instagram page at Voices from the Planet. Follow me, like my pictures. I don't know. Leave me some comments. Tell me what you guys think. I, I need the feedback. You know, I'm. This is brand new. We're starting. I keep saying we. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing. I'm. I. This is my podcast. So, I'm, really looking forward to hearing the feedback from everybody and getting the criticism. Constructive criticism, hopefully, that's be nice people. Um, <laughs> inside joke, but I tell, you know, I make jokes saying I'm a delicate flower, you know. So be gentle with me. Um, yeah, so here it is episode number four Not Hiva Hiva debriefing with Nicole. Alright, guys, thanks. Always knew that it. Just so I'll be counting the days And I won't get used to a way Before I sail away I want you to know Why must go Welcome back to Voices from the Planet. I'm your host, Eric. <laughs> uh, this episode is going to be a follow-up, a debriefing of the 2015 Nahiva Hiva Hula Festival that takes place every year in Japan after... I think it's just festival because festival. there's musicians as well. Speak up. I think it's just festival, not Hula Festival. <laughs> Alright. So it's a thing in Japan that um, 
I guess a company in Japan. Do you... All right, we got some like love playing. Cool. Maybe we can just let it be in the background. But um, so my wife had the privilege to attend along with her halal this year. Um, it's a, what a reward for placing in Mary Monarch. Yes. So if you listen to the first episode with Kumu Hiva, that's my wife. Actually, sorry, I should introduce my wife. Nicole is my special, special guest this evening. Hi. 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 <laughs> Thanks for being here. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Every day of your life. <laughs> you don't have to whisper. You gotta speak up. You gotta hear different voice. All right. So yeah, we're driving home and we're gonna talk about her experience in Japan for the Nahiva Hiva Festival. So I guess we'll. You want to explain why you guys got to go to the Nahiva Hiva? So the Nahiva Hiva Festival. Um, puts on four shows which feature the overall winners of the Merry Monarch uh, hula competition as well as the Nahoku Hanohano Award winners. Um, so this year featured for the musicians we had Kelly E. Rochelle and um, whoever. What? Who? <laughs> 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 right. So they were winners of the. Nahoku Hanohano Awards. Like what? Best album of the year kind of thing? Yeah, I'm not sure the details and, of their winnings. Okay, so you guys placed third overall at Mary Third Honor. overall. So you guys were invited to participate in yes. this one, yeah? So that's cool. We want to talk about Mary Monarch. What it felt like to win? Real quick. Unbelievable. <laughs> I still can't believe it's true. And then now we all can't believe we went to Japan and danced in the Hiba Hiba. Um, I mean, I just can't give you words to, to help you feel what it feels like to put that emotion in your heart. I cannot, I cannot even like the whole world just stops you know and and you kind of check yourself but then you see everyone around you going crazy so then it must be true but what the heck <laughs> how did it happen I don't know but it, it's funny though this um on the Awana side of it, Kahiko, I felt really good and I felt strong about it. Um, the Awana was just a totally different experience for me on that stage, which was weird. I don't know if that should have been a precursor, um, but I, I literally have never been able to just leave it all on the stage like I did. It, you shoot for that every time, right? You want to just just dance and let your spirit go and be in the moment, right? But of course, as Kumo says, we have our little minihune working and we're doing a million things at one time and, and dealing with the people and the lights and the cameras and the weird ceiling and you're above everybody and it's just 
really weird physically and then all the nerves and and then try to remember your dance and do it at 100%. But the Awana, I was, I felt like that at first. And then once we got into like the first verse, I was just like, fuck it. Let's do this thing. <laughs> it was crazy. I don't know how, I just felt so good about it. And it's funny when we watched the video, immediately after we watched the video, and I could see little mistakes and oh I jerked there and um, it wasn't perfect and we weren't all together but you could if you just watched one person I think any one of us you could feel it the whole song yeah every single one of us was telling a story I felt like and that was the difference and and the we had a little emotional bout on this Japan trip and it still carries over to this day, but I told Rav that um, since there was only six of us dancing, we've got the 14 other girls backing us up every time. And they're giving us so much positive energy and, and vibes and just like cheering us on. And I told her, I think that's what's giving it to us to put out there, if that makes sense. It's them. Yeah. They're... They're good juju. They're good juju. <laughs> they're giving it to us, and we're sharing it, and... I don't think it would be... If it was just the six of us, and there was nobody else behind us cheering us on, I don't think it would be the same. Yeah. Do you feel the weight of that when you're up there, like, you know, you Hell have yeah. everybody... I mean, you're representing, just the six of you are representing the entire Everybody. Palau when you do that dance. It's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. But I feel better, I feel more more comfortable and, and have an easier time letting go every time I do it. It gets easier and easier to just enjoy it. And and that's the whole point, I think, you know, to, to just be in the moment and tell the story and let your lineage live on, you know, sharing that with everybody, and, yeah. I think that's so cool that you feel that way about it. Like what? That, you know, to let the lineage Oh, why else, I mean, no, but not otherwise everybody it wouldn't be, there wouldn't be halal, and... No, but not everybody feels that way, not everybody's in halal for the same reasons, but... That's true, but... You know, not everybody I feel does. like that's yeah. Mike Liana is a homana and yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I think it's so cool that you're one of those ones who are in it for the, the, the you know, to home. perpetuate the culture and to carry that lineage forward. Yeah. And you know, it'd be great if everybody did that. Well, I think too it's because of my background in dancing ballet, and I mean, not that there's not history there, because I think it is a historical thing, like. European, yeah. yeah, but it's not deep like this. Like I feel like ballet and tap and jazz and all that, you're just putting motions to music, and that's it. I mean, you're kind of trying to tell a story, but it's different. And in hula, there's just so much depth and purpose and and mountains to 
time and it's just so much more beautiful to me so I think because I have the other side of it that I can appreciate this much more and then I just want to take care of it as best as I can because it's important. It is important. I can definitely appreciate that. We want to talk about... Well, we do what I want to talk about. We should talk about the Hima Hima. Okay. So, this was... Actually, our first trip. Apart. Being apart. <laughs> <laughs> our first time being apart. Yeah. Um, well, since Mokihana. Yeah, but this is way different now. Now we have a yeah. son. I spent a week away from my baby boy yeah. and so my I mean, other baby boy. I don't want to make it about me, but this is my show. So. Go for it, man. <laughs> so when you, so let's talk about like the lead up to it. I guess that once you guys knew that you guys were going, and I mean, you want to tell the whole story. It could take a, a little while longer, but I think it would be funny to tell the story about the passport. <laughs> oh Lord! Boondoggle. <laughs> if you don't I know don't boondoggle, know. boondoggle is a very white word for like problems and issues and some shit. But okay, sorry. I ahead. just had a ton of issues. We'll just say that. Yeah. Like, even after I got my passport, I spent the next like four weeks trying to resolve issues about it. Were you worried ever that it wasn't a legit passport? No, I wasn't everybody? worried that it wasn't legit. I. I knew it was real, but what I was worried was that they were going to suspend it. Oh, and then it wouldn't actually... So what happened was I used a third party to rush it to me. And then the post office said, don't do that. They're a fraudulent company. So I called the other company who I had already paid to rush it. And they said, no, we cannot refund your your money because it's more than 24 hours later or whatever. So then I called my bank to do a dispute. And then, long story short, I ended up just trying it because I needed it like two months earlier. So I just said, let me just go for it. Got my passport, everything fine. And then the company calls me and says, oh, we got your dispute. So... You need to have your bank cancel it or we're going to suspend your passport. But my bank wouldn't cancel it. It was just, I cannot. Anyway, all is good. It all worked out. I had to pay more money <laughs> for this company to just respond to the dispute and have it be that. But, but it all worked out. And it all worked out. Made it to Japan. So I have a visa in there. Yay. Yeah, your first stamp as international traveler yeah it's pretty cool so were you nervous when you guys were leaving how did you feel a few days before you left i heard from a couple people some things what <laughs> about me yeah about how you really felt about going to japan like, i was not looking forward to it to be honest i mean uh, from a mental standpoint I understand, or logical, I'll say, I understand that this is an opportunity of, hopefully not of a lifetime, but I'm hoping we'll get more of these opportunities, but um, I mean, to have a fully paid trip to Japan and to dance and shows, and it was just, 
I mean, I've never been to Japan. I know you're dying to go to Japan. Yeah, I've never been there. So I kind of, I had that. I did. I really didn't want to go without you. And we, me and our son, we we could have went. I mean, it, we would have had to pay on our own, and it, it's an expensive trip. You know, yeah. People have, were telling us that it's not gonna be we like bills. we can't just hang around and be with you the whole time. So I figured I don't want to be able to see Japan and roam around with. How you? That's more of a family thing. We would want to do together. So I, we, I decided that we weren't going to go this one. So we stayed back. You will definitely be going the next one. Yeah, definitely. After we heard how it actually was, yeah, how much fun it was. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. thought it was just going to be business, 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 but yeah. it was actually good. So enjoy, yeah, was not looking forward to it. Was not looking forward to leaving you guys at all. I was stressing out about it. I felt not prepared enough I felt like we didn't practice enough I felt just a plethora of worries and woes and and then it was freaking awesome but I, I did know that once we got up there that um, you know we're gonna be so busy practicing and performing and then I'll, I'm gonna be with 20 of my sisters and Kumu and it's just gonna be crazy fun and everyone keeps everyone, you know, preoccupied and busy and distracted. So, no, I didn't have that luxury. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, it's not your fault. Don't hate. No, I'm not. We were. Su I was super glad that you were able to go and. Yeah. Because I did almost not go. Really? Yeah, in the beginning. Oh well, yeah, we were, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you meant like full Sunday practices. practices. You're, gonna, you're gonna tap out. No. Uh, well, I kind of had that thought cross my mind. No, I wouldn't have let you. I'm it super is, it, glad I went. I mean, super it, glad. it is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity because it's the first one time that everybody in the Halal gets to go there yeah. as a group. And you were it a part is, of the yeah, reason they got to totally. go there. So to have you not there with them <laughs> would have not been good. Oh, the baby is looking out. First thing, as soon as we walked into the international airport here, 
what do I see? Ralph Lauren, Prada, all these like high-end brand shops in the airport. Like what the hell? In the domestic flights, they just have your little snack shops and yeah. book shops and blah, blah, blah. But international is like freaking high class, man. They treat Americans like we're doo-doo. We're like, I feel like we're viewed well, as think, like lower class. Well, I think maybe at the airport they're probably they wanna, catering to the Japanese and that's what they want, right? Try to catch them as soon as they yeah. arrive. Like, it hey, just made me shit. feel like, wow, I didn't that's realize. Really and that's, I mean, that's what all those shops in Waikiki and all those things are for too, is to catch those Japanese tourists. Yeah. And <laughs> Even in Japan to the airport, it's like all the nice shops and stuff. Yeah. They had, um, what's the jewelry? Like, Bembridge? No, like, <laughs> Cartier. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiffany's. Just, yeah, they had a Tiffany's. Yeah. Just like diamond shops in the airport. <laughs> It's crazy. And then the plane was awesome because they just feed you and give you drinks and like the whole entire time. It's super high tech, flat screen TVs, remotes. You get all movies and everything free because it's international. So I watched almost three movies. Yeah, on the way there. On the way there. I figured you would have slept, but. I didn't sleep because we left in the morning. Yeah, that's true. On the way back, it was a night flight. I would have tried to sleep, though, because I hate flying. On the way back, it was hard because we were kind of in the back of the plane. Kamai was sick. She was sick. So it was really bumpy, but I slept most of the way back, so that was good. Yeah. I tried to just knock out on any plane ride. But they give you little slippers. So funny story. So I'm sitting next to one of our musicians, Pohella, and they have your blanket and a pillow, and then this thing, like folded up in half, looks like an eye mask. Yeah. So <laughs> they had like blue, green, and pink, and I think we both had like pink ones on our chairs, but I didn't see mine at first. So he had it, and I thought he brought that himself. So I was like, oh. And then I saw mine, so I was like, oh, okay, it's for everybody. So I made a joke, like, oh, I thought you packed that, you know. <laughs> and his pink eye mask. Yeah, your pink eye mask. So then, it was funny, so he unwrapped it, and then we unfold it, and we're looking at it, like, how do you put this on? And we're both looking at it, like, how does this work? And then, <coughs> excuse me someone next to us unwrap theirs and put it on their feet and we're like, oh, their slippers. Not, not an eye mask. No, that's for your eyes. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> oh, so funny. So who, so we And it's hot on the Japan Airlines. You don't have the I didn't really use the, the blanket or anything. Didn't have a jacket, nothing. And you, you know me, I'm freaking yeah. freezing all the time. So you're next to Paul Keller. Yeah. He didn't sing to me on the plane, unfortunately. Uh, and so who were the... You guys had some other musicians to go up with you guys too, yeah? We had Cal. We had Jeff. Um, on the steel guitar. Cal on bass and vocals. Pomai, Lyman. 
Just do it! It's a little inside joke. Please wake up the baby, why don't you? Vocals and ukulele. Yeah. And then pookela. Extreme vocals and guitar. So they were with your group the whole time, pretty much? Or were the musicians kind of their own group and then the halal their own group? Um, I mean, I'm talking as far as like the way the... I mean, the we Hiba, all... Hiba so, so the way it works is kind of, I think, was each halal had their own floor. There were other guests staying on the floor with us, but we were all on one floor. So our musicians were on the same floor with us. Yeah. Um, but they did... Only like Awana practice with us, and then they were kind of on their own to eat and see the sights of Japan as long as they showed up to practice and the shows. That's cool. So they, but they, got, had, like, but they get a free trip out of it too. Your musicians yes, yeah. that play with you at Mary Monarch, yeah? Yes. See, that's so cool. We had such good musicians too. I just want to point that out that, like, even during the Awana, they're I feel like they're totally invested in us and and in the making the dream happen for Kumu. And, you know, Kumu's choreography, we turn all over the place. But so every time we turn to the back, they're just like their faces light up and they just like recharge us. And it's just it's awesome to have a group of people like that be as invested as we are. They're not there for a paycheck, you know. I feel like they're they're in it to win it with us. Like they're part of the family. Totally well. part of the family. <laughs> Every single one of them. Yeah, they're all super cool. Yeah, they're so, so talented love, too. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. I mean, Pomai get... is ridiculous. Yeah, Kao is ridiculous. Yeah, we gotta, Jeff gotta is... do one with all of them. That would be cool. Jeff, to get... on your steel guitar. Get the four of them all together. That would be fun. Yeah. That would be cool. That'll be a future episode. So, sorry, we're very much getting all over off. The place. Yeah, but that's fine. That's all. Well, it's all part of me. Gotta reel us back in. Yeah, it is. So, but I kind of want to get your like emotional standpoint of how you felt like getting to Japan, and you know, I mean, what is it like when you get off the plane and you you're out of the airport, really? And well, you're, you're waiting in line to get through customs, well, so I mean, it's yeah. like exciting, and then stand and wait with all your bags. <laughs> But it wasn't that bad. We didn't, I mean, it wasn't as long as I thought. And they just kind of let most of us through. Um, um, it was cool. We all really enjoyed the weather. Because it was nice and cool. The first day, I don't remember it raining too much. The first day, the second day we woke up and it was just like gray and rainy and windy. But it was kind of nice to have that because it's just been so hot and humid over here. Yeah. So it's really nice to like Get be break. comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So we had a little birthday dinner for Robin the first night at a Shabu Shabu. Was that the first day like you got there and I, because I talked to you the, when you guys got to the hotel yeah, and stuff, right? Yeah. Was that that night? Yeah, the first night. Yeah. It's weird talking to you at like five o'clock in the afternoon there, but it's like two in the morning. <laughs> you know, whatever it was, but it's dark here. It's just weird, and we're doing FaceTime, so you can see everything. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. I was glad we were able to do that. 
I wish I could It was like I was in Japan. There was one picture Iwane posted of you guys taking a oh, yeah, selfie you're at the in train it. station you're and now we were FaceTiming and you were holding the phone so I was in the picture. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm in Japan. <laughs> you were. I was. Totally. So that was pretty exciting. Your face was at least. Yeah. Well, I was there in spirit. I always. didn't bring the, um, the plates out with yeah. me. So actually I should explain that. My wife as a surprise before she left got two pictures of me and two pictures of our son and cut them out and printed up big like so it was like life-size pictures <laughs> of our faces <laughs> Erickson's was bigger than our heads yeah, in real life though yeah but it was like big <laughs> enough to fit on a paper plate so she got them and actually took two paper, paper plates and stuck them together with a chopstick coming out of it so it's like little signs and stuck our faces on it so that way when she was in Japan and they took pictures we could be in the pictures <laughs> but I think the only two pictures I got were the one at the yeah, airport the and the one, one in bed, bed. <laughs> but that's what I thought they were for I was like oh that's sweet so you can put them in the next to the bed with, yeah. you, with you and the stick's supposed to go under the blanket so they don't move around but she's like no it's so I can take pictures around but that was funny that was sweet I didn't really take too many pictures I think because everybody else takes a lot of pictures too yeah. while you're there, so it's not like everybody like... needs to. And you're kind of in a rush, so you can't really take 20 pictures with every my turn, my turn. Yeah. With everybody's camera. Just send so. it to me. Yeah, just text it to everybody. So, was everybody kind of super excited or about getting there? I think everybody was excited, yeah, for sure. That's so cool. I can, I mean, just the whole thought of it is super cool that you guys got to do it. Actually, we're going to pause for a minute and we'll come right back. Um, hold on. <coughs> okay. We are back. Now we're outside in our backyard sitting on some chairs. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that little musical break. Um, we, it will be, we ate some dinner. That's what we were doing. We ate dinner and now we're relaxing on the back porch. So you might hear the breeze. You might hear some planes fly by. Some cars. Street behind our house. But, so where did we leave off? <laughs> I don't remember. Well, I mean, we kind of talked, what did we talk about already? We talked about a lot of stuff, like when I got there, the musicians. I think we were talking about like how you guys had on the you guys like one halal on each floor. So I don't know. What is there any like stories you want to tell from there? Like not you know. No. Like the fun stuff that you did. Like you rode a train for the first we time. We did. We went on the train. Chigusa um, was being a very gracious host and took us around. Um, went to Harajuku. Harajuku. And Did you guys see anybody dressed? Did you see anybody dressed up funny in Harajuku? We've that's seen it. people dressed up funny everywhere. Well, because that's the thing about Harajuku. That's like that. It's kind of that like more progressive, funky style with like, I don't know, like Gwen Stefani, Asian girls in her videos. That's what all her shit was about. She even had her brand that she came out there with. There was a lot of tourists food. there. Like white people? Yeah. Tourists? Uh -huh. uh, like Americans? Or? There's a lot of um, Japanese. I don't know if they were local or... 
Well, maybe visiting from somewhere else. Well, yeah, it could be like Amer- how Americans go to Las Vegas or Americans. It was go like to... little, um, just like side shops and like we just went down one alley and there's just like shops on each side and. So, were you tempted to do any shopping? <laughs> no, I was just looking for a bag. A purse? I was kind of looking for a purse, but more a bag to bring stuff home in. Oh, oh like a luggage? And the food, <clears throat> yeah, because I just wanted to bring back yeah. snacks. You brought back a lot of snacks, thank you. Yay. <laughs> we just ate some of them, they were delicious. <laughs> Green Japanese tea, everything. snacks <laughs> are like some of the best snacks, but then some of them are some of the weirdest snacks. Yeah. Do you think like Japanese people come to... America or Hawaii, I mean, whatever, whichever. Do you think they come here and get excited about our snacks when they see, like, I don't know. I think they get excited. It was funny. Shit I was, that we have that they don't have. So we it's work, weird. I work at a hotel, and I was going up the elevator, and there was a couple that got inside, and they had, like, a smoothie with a pineapple wedge on it, and it looked like a pineapple smoothie. It was, like, yellow like that. And, and then... <laughs> The actual pineapple, which was like hollowed out and had sherbet inside, so I think they're real. Like, want to get that like kind of touristy drinks and yeah. Whatever. I mean, like probably all about the mai tais you and bring the fruits. back like shit that from here to Japan. It's pineapple, probably. Well, they, I know they always buy like macadamia nuts and stuff. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Everybody comes here for the whole. Because what are our other other well? I yeah. think the other local food is more like local style you're not gonna find in Waikiki like no I mean just like America in general cause like, like Japan it has all its funky snacks but like in the US we don't have any like do they come here and like go crazy over get gummy worms yeah like <laughs> yeah. get a Snickers like oh they have king size Snickers in America sorry that was a very shitty Japanese accent very bad of you <clears throat> how dare me but alright so you guys just took the train to Shibuya. They probably do trip out on the size of our f- food portions and drinks. Oh, yeah, Because you wanna... everything is small. Like, if you go to a restaurant and you order soda, it's like the drinks, the Coke we got at Wolfgang's. Yeah. But if they had just filled up one cup. Yeah. And, and it, this was in, like, the, the 12-ounce glass bottle, if it's even 12 ounces. Like, is it a can? Like, a can of soda? A smaller than that? Probably. Probably. Because that bottle that we had didn't even fill the cup. Yeah, 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 Wolfgang. It's, like, kid size. Well, they probably don't drink a lot of soda in Japan. No. The tea was everywhere, tea, right? Yeah. And did you get addicted to the tea while you were there? Of course. <laughs> yeah. She brought back her customs from Japan, the tea customs. So she, we had to go. It's a funny story. I'll tell it. How she came back from Japan on Tuesday, on a Tuesday at like ten thirty in the morning. I don't know. Did you take a nap even? Maybe. No. 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 So yeah, didn't even take a nap, and then is missing Japan so much that she wants to go to Don Quixote to get the matcha powder, because in Japan, and then go ahead, you can tell it. They have. 
kind of like the sauce dishes in Chinese restaurants. Yeah. Um, which is what we had to buy because we didn't have the little Japanese ones. But it's in a little, looks like a little, like bigger than a shot glass, like ceramic cup thing. And has a lid and then a little notch where the spoon sticks out of. And then it's just got the green tea powder. And then they have the faucets. That's more at, like, sushi places. No, it wasn't every restaurant you guys went to. No, other places they served you tea. But you guys went to a bunch of sushi. I have a hard time saying sushi. Sushi. Just sushi. I don't know, but I was kind of like sushi. Sushi. Sushi restaurant. Yeah, I went to two. Oh, I think you went, like, every day. Like, you guys were eating sushi. No, I had yakisoba twice. I had sushi. We had breakfast complimentary at the hotel. It was funny, they had a Japanese breakfast and a Western buffet. And the first morning, me and Kamai went down and she asked one of the guys in the lobby, which one has less meat? And he said, oh, the Japanese breakfast. Third floor. So we go, I looked at the menu and I was like, mm, let's go check out the the western buffet and then come on I was like yeah maybe they got like pancakes and stuff like that so we went down there way more stuff the other Japanese restaurant isn't buffet it's just yeah. they serve you a plate and it's got fish and stuff oh. and there's like pickled vegetables and stuff like that but everyone went there the first morning and they were like <laughs> we're going to the western buffet because <laughs> it's like all you can eat right? right and so they had like they had um, cereal, yogurt, fruit, really big on the kiwi, They and grapefruit. They had, like, even on the plane, they had grapefruit juice and kiwi juice. Hmm. I forget what the kiwi juice is called, but, like, everyone was getting it on the plane. It's weird. And it's green. It looks like green Kool-Aid, kind of. Weird. Clear. I wonder why they're Clear. so into kiwi. But there's kiwi season in Japan. There was, I don't know. yeah, fruit. Then they had like they had a bunch of Japanese food like miso soup and in the Western one. Yeah. Weird. Um, They're mixing it up. So, uh, um, what do you call? So many salads. No, um, oh. udon. I had that one morning. Rice porridge. They had spaghetti. A whole salad bar. A lot of them eat salad for breakfast. Really? Yeah. The Japanese are so. And the Japanese are eating the spaghetti so also. It's I I think maybe it's not like breakfast food, <laughs> like maybe it's not like breakfast is just another meal. Yeah. You know. Not like America where it's eggs and bacon. Yeah. And fucking... The bread is really good. Uh, a couple of the best things I had was. Robin showed me this. It's kind of like a bun if you were to get like a Subway sandwich, but it's super soft. It's not hard yeah. or chewy or anything. And then it's like sliced in half, and then they have like a layer of butter and then a layer of jelly. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put it together in a bag. I think we probably could find that at like Shirokia at their little it's bakery. It's so yummy. Oh my God. And then the mochi donut. That was yummy, too. What is a mochi donut? I don't know. It's like... A mochi donut? It's like it's little balls connected in a circle. So it's not just like one 
solid donut. It's like little balls, oh, so you yeah, can rip okay. off a little piece of it. Like a baby chew toy. Yeah, and it's <laughs> just kind of like chewier bread. Yeah, it's it's not really mochi consistency, but it's like mochi and donut mixed together. And then some kind of strawberry glaze they put on top of it. Like strawberry frosting type glaze. Yummy. Yummy. Yeah. I didn't bring any of that back. But literally, like, I got a large coffee from the 7, 7i, 7 7-Eleven. <laughs> Which is funny, because they sell some of the snacks, right, in 7-Eleven? Yeah, the here. Japanese snacks? Yeah. Look on the bag, because it'll say 7i. Oh. So they're, like, cross But it says 7-Eleven on their sign. Yeah. But some of the stuff says 7i. It's weird. It's weird. Maybe 7-Eleven International? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I was thinking because the I is after the X in the Roman numerology for an 11. It would be an X and an I. True. So it would be a 7I or something. Me, I don't know. Google it, somebody. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but seven I, in Japan, I got a large 11. coffee from there, and it was... Could have been smaller than like a tall coffee at Starbucks. <coughs> really? Yeah, and that was a large. The smalls were like. Cause it just shows you that Ameri- in America everything is like oversized. Totally. That's why we're so fat. A lot of us. <laughs> yeah, you don't see too many overweight people there. In Japan, only yeah. the sumo wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Kumu went to a lunch with. Kunishki, Kunishki. Yeah, I saw and it was a thing. 20 20 course meal oh gosh I couldn't even imagine yeah, you I probably, probably wouldn't be able, be able to eat, to eat. Like three of them. <laughs> yeah. somebody's gonna get 17 extra courses so yeah we talked a lot about Japan already I guess you want to talk about the, the actual like hula stuff like practices and Practices were good. We we practiced in the, like, entry to the garage, I think, of the... It it was at the Tokyo Dome City Hall. Um, And it was really confusing because we we walked up in the driveway part, and then you go in the elevator. We got to use the, um, the free elevator, which we could fit all, like... 25 of us in there and plus Kokua and um, you go down so you we had to go down to like that's level one and then it's B1 B2 B3 and the stage is on B3 so it's all underground hmm. so it's super <laughs> confusing because we would go our dressing room was on B2 and we'd have to go down to the stage on mm-hmm. B3 but every time I walked in the stairs, I would, like, try to go down. But I need to go up to the dressing room. It's just, I don't know, it was really, I couldn't wrap my head around it. Yeah. Even though we were there, like, every day, twice a day. For rehearsal? <coughs> well, we had rehearsal. Oh, so you guys practice extra on your own other than the yeah. scheduled rehearsal uh-huh. time? I guess that's We just had a way. meeting the first night, and then we had rehearsal the next day. We had stage rehearsal. I think 
We might have had stage rehearsal the first day, actually. I can't remember now. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> but yeah, we had a stage rehearsal. Um, then we had our own practice on the side, and then we had we had like optional stage practices, but that was like ten minutes or six minutes, just to kind of go through placing. So we only did that one day because after the first show we <laughs> we changed the whole Kahiko set. So we were supposed to sing, and then <laughs> we don't sound so hot after we chant and dance and chant and dance and chant and, and dance just and sing. Eighteen hours. <laughs> And everybody's jet lagged and shit. I didn't feel jet lagged at all when we got there. I felt like I adjusted super easy when we got there. Um, as of tomorrow, I will have been back a week and I'm still feeling jet lagged. Coming back. Yeah, it's taking you a really long time to I just don't readjust back the to the mornings are the hardest for me. Well, let's be honest, mornings are never <laughs> easy for you. <laughs> But now it's even worse because my body still feels like I'm waking up, like, in the middle of the night. Five o'clock in the morning here is midnight there. Yeah, and put the pus And then I got to get ready. And then I just cannot. like. And then by, like, by one o'clock in the afternoon, oh, fuck, I've had it. You're dead. Yeah, and then I eat lunch, too, and then I'm just like, oh, God. What time did you guys have to wake up in I the morning there? Um, we tried to be at breakfast at 7. So we didn't really sleep in. Because there was a line at, like, and plus after you got 7. how many of you in a room? Three in a room, so you guys got to consider three girls got to uh, get ready, huh? Most of the rooms had two. Only but two well, of the rooms had three. Your guys yeah, room. we had three. So you got to consider three women getting ready, trying to get ready. But... No. Eat. It wasn't bad. <coughs> How was it she had her little station with her little mirrors and stuff to do her stuff. Because she does her... She, this is for you. Beauty doesn't happen overnight. She has her routine every morning, every night. But oh. she does it in her little corner. And, and so we just, me and Lihao just literally went to the bathroom, brushed our teeth, washed our face, yeah. brushed our hair, and regiment. No, she did it. She didn't even do it in the bathroom ever, I think. So it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. Um, and can I just say that we had 14 girls with one bathroom at Mary Monarch? With so three of, with one bathroom is like cake. And the bathrooms that don't really work well either at Mary Monarch. You know, we said this last time you had like proper houses. They didn't not work well. It's just cold water. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we had the... You had like water heaters, so 20 girls... If you're yeah. not the first two or three, <laughs> yeah, you're it's over. It's over. <coughs> and some girls just always sacrifice and wait till the end. Yeah, yeah. So it's cold shower every night. Yeah. But it was nice this time staying in a hotel with. Yeah, that was really nice. Nice sheets and beds and or couches, whatever you guys figured out. We all had beds. Huh? Yeah, it's it's all twin beds. And a roll away? No. So in the triple room, there's three beds. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to go get a jacket? No. 
You sure? Is mine's right over there? I mean, All right. Okay. Go. Here. <laughs> Take a little break for a second. So. And back. And we're back. Just getting a jacket. It's a little chilly out here. Finally, it's been so hot outside. Even at night, it's like hot. It's been cold yesterday and today. Yeah, it's, it's nice. I was freezing at work today too. Starting to feel normal. Finally turned off the air conditioner. <laughs> yeah. It's good I couldn't afford that again. Yeah. Oh, God. Alright, so we're talking about, I don't know. Any other thoughts on it? So, how, did they, how yeah. do you feel? This, I mean, do you want to talk more about the pre shows or? I don't know. I mean, that was pretty much it, right? Practice yeah, and practice and do shows and, and go out to dinner at night. Yeah, it's fun. So you guys got there on a Wednesday. Yeah. When was the first show? Saturday. So you guys said Wednesday, Thursday. Well, half of Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, Friday. Thursday. Thursday was our free day, but that's the day we had practice. I think. Or, no, that was our stage practice day. I don't remember. I want to say it was our free day. All right, we don't have to get into the details anyway, of what happened when. Yeah, and the shows were Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. <coughs> so, <coughs> there was a um, boy band, Kiss My Feet 2. <laughs> like, T-O-O? Like, or number two. Like Kiss this, My Feet 2. Like, this is the second incarnation of <laughs> yeah, Kiss My I Feet. Yeah, I don't know. Kiss my feet. Too, I saw. The I sequel. just. I only saw it on one of the girls. I saw her walking. She had a, like a, a rolling little carry-on luggage, and it had "Kiss My Feet" too on it. That's the only time I've ever seen it written or anything. But um, it's a number two. Weird. But holy crap! So there's the Tokyo Dome. Yeah. Which is huge, like bigger than our, like Blaisdell or anything. Yeah. And then. Tokyo Dome City Hall. Um, they freaking... There was so much people. Every morning, there was... Like, people would line up. And it was raining the first couple of days. So, all you see is this, like... <coughs> ant trail of just umbrellas. Umbrellas, umbrellas, umbrellas. And everyone has clear umbrellas over there. It's weird. But, um... So many people, and then they line up from so early in the morning and wait all day. <coughs> I wouldn't do it. <coughs> but oh, they also leave, like, I guess they'll get, like, a cardboard or something, and they write their name on it, maybe. Oh, I saw a picture somebody posted yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, And, yeah. like, tape it to the ground. With their name on it. So it holds their spot. So then, I guess overnight, then all you see are these, like, cardboards or papers on the ground like holding people's spots and there's yeah. nobody there anymore yeah it's pretty Surprising cool nobody goes and like rips them up and like puts their own down we thought it was an art show some kind of <laughs> like modern art yeah exhibit. yeah no placeholders which is kind of cool says a lot about the culture yeah right it does yeah absolutely and nobody fucks with them yeah also the food in the restaurants comes out super fast 
And one of our Hula sisters in Japan said that they don't, they won't wait like a long time for food. If it takes like half an hour, they'll just get up and leave. So the restaurants really try to get it out really fast. Like you order and five minutes later you'll have something. Yeah. Which doesn't happen here. Yeah. And no tipping, which is really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you just pay it. Huh. It's rude to tip. Yeah, I guess it is, yeah. But they they get paid enough to live off of their wages. Versus us. That? I think Rob did it. A little Hello Kitty sticker or something? <laughs> it was on my earring and I thought it was oh. like crusted over or something. <laughs> I was like, what the heck happened? Uh. Yeah, so much fun though. So many people. So it was a fun trip leading up to the actual show. Yeah, and it was really cool because, um, because all the dancers and everyone was staying in the hotel you see everybody like every day so you gotta get that um camaraderie between everybody that you don't normally experience like like mary monarch for example everyone's staying With their separately own. Yeah. and some halals don't even stay together all the the students just meet up for their rehearsal time and meet up for the show and so that was really cool we got to just see everybody every day and talk to everybody and yeah, it was neat. And kind they did a lot of forces that the Hula family. Yeah. The big Hula World family. Yeah. And you guys are there and not in an aspect of competition either. Yeah. So it's like just love. And they do a bowling tournament. I guess this is their second annual bowling tournament. So like what? They just do it on their own, the hello? Yeah. One of the um I think it was one of the musicians wrote it on the whiteboard. So they serve lunch and dinner um, at the theater yeah. for all of us. And so they had a big dry erase board up there, and he wrote it on there. There was a lot of people that did it. We just stopped in for a little bit. But I think next year I'll probably want to play. <laughs> kind of what my nails did. Yeah. Is this before the actual show? Just ask their uh, fucking do it, but your nails it doesn't have to be. I think it no, I think it was the after the first night. So there's two shows the first day. One Kahiko show, then one Owana show in the afternoon, and then the next two days you do one show each day, but they split the halal half and half so there's a morning show and a night show and it was really nice we did the morning shows so we kind of had the whole afternoon to so people go to the morning and people buy the ticket to go to the morning and the night one yeah I'm sure there's the people who people. buy it every night yeah. every, every so show. is it just the halal from Hawaii or are there, are there like Japan acts nope just us no shit yeah oh yeah damn that's cool I didn't know that I thought it was like a whole Japanese thing like for Japanese halal to come to no it was all Hawaii on that stage it was wow. pretty cool how many people do you think were there 
performing or no, in the audience? No, in the audience. I'm trying to <laughs> picture it. Uh, I can't even. I'm a girl. I'm not good at that. Do you have a picture? Yeah. I think you do, yeah. Uh-huh. Of the theater. Of the Looking out looking into out, the theater. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that would be a good one to use as the picture. For Thousands, for sure. Thousands? Z- yeah. Like a I'm, thousand or like a thousands? I'm sure there is at least, I want to say probably at least a thousand just on the floor level. Oh, and then shit. you have three like upper tiers. Yeah. Which is probably all around the thing. And those even have a few rows, right, in each of seats? Yeah. Probably at least 10 to 20 on each level. Well, I don't know, rows of seats. Nah. Well, show me the picture and we can, then we don't have to try and figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> you can show it to me later. So what was it, what did you feel? Like, what was it like performing in front of that many people? That's probably the most you performed for. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe comparable to Mary Monarch. No, Mary Monarch's not thousands. Mary Monarch is like a thousand at the most. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's and more they than a thousand. People in there. I don't know. It might be, but it's See, not I'm a thousands. Girl. I'm not good at It's maybe, it's less than 2,000, maybe like 1,500 people. But. But all the people watching on TV too. Yeah, this one's not televised. No, he, he won't. It Sorry, is the televised. cars are going by. Hold on. It's Maybe televised, but it's like a pay-per-view thing. You gotta order it. You gotta pay for it. Oh, I'm sure people in Japan order it, though. I'm sure it's like people. So it's not broadcasted on. Yeah, but still, people the would. Team. People would order it. I mean, if they did that with Mary Monarch, people would order it. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. But I'm just saying. So I mean, it's, it's probably still thousands, millions. But you gotta you gotta think that they they make enough money to host all of us up there. Airfare, yeah. meals, they give well, us no, for a week. Five thousand yen a day for food. How much is that? Like fifty, 50 bucks. dollars roughly. But that can buy you breakfast, lunch and dinner if you wanted to, right? Yeah, and we get free breakfast at the hotel. And if you don't use the money for meals you can fucking buy whatever you want. Yeah. They give it to you all. When you check oh. in. Oh. <laughs> like and I didn't per diem. I didn't even touch my money that I brought up there until I started buying food for everyone and then I spent all of it. And some. Yeah. Well. And the luggage. The luggage. The luggage put me over. <clears throat> but yeah. So how did you think the shows went? Good. It was different because we don't usually perform on a, like, in a theater stage, you know? Yeah. Not letting it how we do. But for some reason, it's, this was, it's just way bigger than, like, McKinley High School. Right. Oh, yeah. Obviously. So they've got, like, all the lights everywhere. It was cool. They, you know... At your stage practice, you, like, one of the girls wears the, each costume, so they can adjust the lights to, to what the complement it. And, wow, that's cool. 
Yeah. And real class acts yep. over there. Yeah, it's professional. But it was I mean the lights and, and I remember thinking like the first two days of shows, like I can't even see the cameras. Like they're so like hidden, I can't even tell and which is good because it's kind of yeah, nervous wanna, when you see cameras. You don't really want to be worried about it, yeah. But then the third day we walk in and then we see the camera crew setting up in the parking garage thing. So they're like, today's the filming day. So it's like, oh, didn't see them because they weren't there. Oh. <laughs> and then the third day they were just like all over the place. So it's like, oh, God. I kind of messed up a little bit, but that's okay. That's it was fun. Yeah, this one wasn't a competition anyway. <clears throat> it was fun. So, such a good experience. Yeah. So you Quick got changes, all that stuff. Yeah, like running into the I back. Haven't done that in a while. Run yeah. into the back, switch costumes, run back out, do another song. Yeah. Not even a whole song to change. Right, because you got to be out there and ready, or you come back on in the middle. We of walk the song. on before they finish. <laughs> but well, we got we did it the first day and and it went really well so we're like yeah we can do this and then every day it just got faster and faster and faster so it's like pros and all our sisters helped us change and it was really good I can just picture everybody in a line <laughs> Like one behind the other helping undo dresses and tie up things. No, we pretty much got yeah. ourselves dressed and then they did our flower because we had to take flowers out and put yeah. new flowers in. Which is the part I was scared about, but did it really, really, really well. Yeah. So we all ran off stage undressing while we're running. Yeah. And then they're waiting backstage with our dresses and they call out our name and we just grab it and get in it. Sorry if you guys hear that. That's our neighbor sprinklers just went on. <laughs> but we'll keep going. SMH, SMH. What is that? Really? What? SMH? Yeah. You don't know that? I see it all the time. People put that, but I have no idea what that means. I'm doing it for you. Oh. Shake my head? Yes. Why? Because... Because I said, cause I said <laughs> that the sprinklers went on. So you explain everything. Well, I think it's, it's fine. I don't know. It's your show. I think it's silly. We're keeping it real. Keeping it too real. Just want to set the, set the, the mood. scene for people. <laughs> yeah. So they know that we are really in our backyard. <laughs> yeah. But, alright, that was off topic. Yeah, that was Japan. So, the after party. Oh, it was good fun. Everybody danced hula and all the musicians played. And um, I learned that you have to pour beer for someone else and someone else pours the beer for you. And then I think we might have started a new tradition of karaoke after the after party. The after after party. The after party. So, you guys are hanging out with all the different halal. Yeah. Mostly the Kane from Big Island, Kahiki Laulani, <laughs> and and some of um, Kaleo Trinidad's Kane came, a couple of Uncle Robert's Kane came, um, but it was good, good fun. And that, that I think was like, 
I mean, you really got time to just sit and, like, talk to people and get to know them. And, you know, now we're all, like, friends on Instagram. <laughs> we're also known as Hello Hula Oka Dub Smash. Yeah, you guys made a lot of dub smashes while you were up there. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that's what we do, but I don't really do that too much. Yeah. But that's what our girls do. Yeah. They're fun, though. They're, They're fun to pretty watch. darn good at it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. So we had the boys join us in dub smashes. Yeah. <laughs> that's fun. Did back bends in the streets. Of Tokyo. That's funny. Where Chantel <laughs> stole the flag from the car. Allegedly. Allegedly. Well, she put it back. She she borrowed it. Oh, she borrowed it. All right. And she ran through the streets like the flag girl in a race. While they were doing their back bends. Yeah, the they did their back the, bends and she ran out with the, the flag. The like <laughs> ran around them. Oh, gosh. And then she was dancing with like a gas can in one of the dub smashes. <laughs> She's too much. Shout out to Chantel. She's so funny. What? what? She crazy. I love our quiet girl. I don't want to say she's quiet. She's not really quiet, but like are not seemingly crazy girls, and then they get crazy. Yeah. Like Lahia, I. Those girls can party. It's good fun. <laughs> That's like my favorite times, is watching these. Proper girls Cut lose loose. it, yeah. yeah. Brings everybody closer. Yeah. Just bond a little bit more yeah. on a different level. You are a real person. Yeah. So did you have a few drinks? Did you get yep. drunk up there? No, I wouldn't say I'm drunk. I said I would say I like was having fun. Had a little buzz going on, <laughs> but I was really like. Did you sing karaoke? Did you sing any songs? Um, That's how you can tell how buzzed you are if you sang some songs. Not in the microphone, but everyone was singing every song. Oh, okay. And we did all our halal dances. Well, all your... Like, love on top. Your, um... Oh, oh, yeah. Uptown Funk. We did all that. <laughs> these poor Connie were sitting there like, what the hell? What the hell did we get ourselves into <laughs> hanging out with these you girls? You guys are crazy professional karaoke people. It's like, no. You guys practiced this, this didn't you? This is what we do. <laughs> No, no, this is our first time. You know how in movies, <laughs> when people can just break out into dance numbers and everybody knows it? That's what we do. Yeah. It's like high school musical, but halal musical. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Nameleo halal. Nameleo tuahine. But, yeah, it was good fun. Nobody needed a microphone because everyone was Everybody just belting it out yeah. as loud as they could. You couldn't even hear whoever was on the mic. Most like, of never even need the mic. Nobody should have had a mic to begin with. No, it's a good time, though. Yeah. Good times. It was... Can't wait to do it again. Do you miss it now that you're back home? Yeah. I see you just looking longing, staring longingly. <laughs> Actually, reminiscing. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I didn't think... Um, it kind of reminds me of like how I felt when I moved here. I was not stoked about moving here. I wanted to move to Guam, actually. My dad had a choice. And I was like, let's go to Guam. I want to go to Hawaii. 
but I freaking love it here. And that's kind of like how I felt. Like I, maybe because I knew you wanted to go so bad, but you weren't going, so maybe I didn't like let myself get excited about going to Japan. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, but then she doesn't oh, that way. She, you should, you should I know, but you know, it's be like if you went to Italy and didn't take me with you. <laughs> or you could. You would go. feel super bad. Yeah. I can't help it. But it was oh, freaking loved it. I loved it. <laughs> and it's kind of scary, right, to go to a foreign country. Yeah. You have different, different customs, and it just you you don't know. Like we, <laughs> one of my Hula sisters was like, yeah, you got to check your medicine and make sure your prescription's on there and like all this stuff because they won't let you bring it in. And Which they actually didn't check any of my stuff, but I had my prescription on it. But, um, you know, you just don't know what, what is right or not. And, and you're in a foreign place. You don't know where anything is yeah. and how to read anything oh gosh if we ever go up there by ourselves and we yeah. have to catch a train let's just say good thing you guys had some people who some of your halal are from Japan yeah and some of them go there all the time so yeah. everybody knows where everything's at so you're with a good group to go if we with. stayed at Tokyo Dome yeah. I think I could get us to Harajuku and, and Shibuya <laughs> <laughs> and back I don't again. know I don't know if I would know where to get off on the train, though. Just Google map it. They can do that in the train. I guess. Yeah, you can. They show you train routes, too. They show you walking routes for some things. You could walk from here to Waikiki and tell you how we get there. But anyway. That's true. But, yeah, it was, it was, um... It was a once in a lifetime. It wasn't as scary as I thought. Like... I don't know, once you're there, it's just like you're in another place, and that's it. Find your way. Because we would split, like, a big group of us would go, and then we'd split up and, like, hey, we'll meet back here. Mm -hmm. And it's fine. Like, we all survived. We had our count. We did a countdown of everybody, but... Yeah, that would be scary, getting lost in a foreign country. When we went to Shibuya and everything, (laughs) like, every train stopped before we got on, and when we got off the train, I'm, like, counting everybody. When we meet back and count everybody. I was paranoid about that. Especially, like, for the younger girls, too, because we had some yeah. teenagers. That must be fun for them. Yeah. No parents. Yeah. All your sisters. <laughs> yeah. Foreign country. Yeah. Do you think they enjoy themselves? Yeah. The young ones? Yeah. How can they get a break from school, too? Yeah. They probably got homework when they get back, though. They actually, they, they all brought homework up with them. Really? Kamae, Rachel, Mommy. Poor things. Moana, Nohea. That sucks. Nohea was doing homework the whole, like, entire time we were at the airport and the last day. So I don't know if she didn't do any of the whole trip. And yeah, because she crammed it all in on in. those two days. <laughs> On the plane and there and back. Yeah, but she was just all up in her books. It was just fun because I learned some things about uh, cumulative sentence and a something else. Pure, 
periodic sentence or something? All right, well, you obviously learned that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun, though. Like so you feel like an older sister, like helping your younger sister with school. Yeah. I didn't help her that much. I just looked up what those were for her. But I mean, we're so busy in our day to day lives. It's just a shame. But it was fun to like have the opportunity to learn something new. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I'll help you with that. I'll look it up. Yeah. You mean you're looking up on, yeah? You were looking it up on your phone for her. Yeah. <laughs> so you're helping her cheat. So one is when you make. I think the cumulative sentence is when you put the main clause at the end of the sentence, and then all the like. Oh, I don't know the term for it now. <laughs> just stop <laughs> all the other stuff comes in front of it the reasoning. the reasoning the reasoning for like this and this and this and this therefore make yeah. clause at the end yeah okay so that was what now a cumulative sentence okay it cumulates to the main clause <laughs> that's what I was going to just say is that why <laughs> Because your facts accumulate into yeah. your point at the end. Actually, you know what I want to talk about? What? So it's one thing you saw in Japan. Yeah. At the train station. Hachi. Hachiko. Hachiko. Oh, we watched the movie after. Well, do you want to say what it is? What it is you saw. Well, I'm sure most people know what Hachi is. Well, but not. I mean, if you don't, tell the Hachi about. was a doggy that um, this man. Well, in the movie, well, the man the found story. him at the train station. You know the real story. Well, all I know out of the real story is basically what happened in the movie. But he, um, this dog, would meet his owner every day at the train station after work <coughs> he would wait for him and and then one day the owner never came back cuz he had a aneurysm or a brain cardiac so yeah uh, he died cerebral something yeah. anyway so he passed away while he was at work so he never came back and this dog waited for nearly 10 years every day at the train station yeah. for the owner. Yeah. So then the people, we learned after that um, the people who like worked around the train station were not so friendly to the dog at first. And then I think it was as, as the story became more well-known then they started taking care of him. But um, they made a monument for him in, what, 1924? in the 20s, oh yeah. Um, and they actually erected the monument while the dog was still living. So the dog was able to, not that he knew what it meant or anything or Maybe what it was, know. but um, the dog was still there, still waiting for his owner when they made the monument. And then World War II happened and they used it for the copper. And then 
I want to say in the 40s. Yeah, it was a, yeah. They had the original um, artist's son, they asked him to rebuild the monument. So, um, it's still standing there at, at Shibuya train station where he would wait every day. And it's a popular so place sad. for people to meet each other. Like, they'll say, meet me at the, the Hachi statue. It's hard to get a picture over there because everyone is over there taking pictures. Yeah, it's like a famous spot. Yeah. So the movie that came out is called Hachi and it has Richard Gere in it and some other people. <laughs> it's the, basically that story, but, you know, told through an American lens. But pretty much, it was pretty much on point. But in the movie, they didn't really show how people were kind of mean to the dog at first, like shooing him away. Yeah. They didn't seem to be super friendly in the movie, but they weren't, like... Mean to him. Mean to him. Yeah. But people came and finally came around and took care of him. And he would leave for, like, sleep you know, under sleep train. under a train at night and come back and every day at 5 o'clock and wait for, yeah, nine and a half something years, almost ten years. And if you haven't seen the movie, you could you should watch it. It's, it's, it's a good, It makes a good movie. It's on Netflix now. But... We cried. Yeah, we did. Eric cried. A lot. <laughs> it's a really sad movie. It's really heartwarming. Yeah, I was going to say that. That kind of sad. Yeah. But there was one part where we were watching it, and it was after... I mean, spoiler alert, sorry if we already talk, gave it away. But I don't know, if you want to watch the movie, skip this part. But <laughs> this is one part where after the owner dies... And the family still has the dog. And they're going to the funeral for the dad. And they're, she's saying to the dog, like, she's telling it by, like, we'll be back. And, you know, we're here. We're going to come leave and come back. And I just got mad, but I was crying at the same time. And I said, why don't they just take the fucking dog with them to the funeral? Like, I would think that the dog could understand what's happening and would want to be there maybe one last time to see the owner, his owner. But no, these fucking assholes leave the dog at home in a shed while they go to the funeral. I don't know. I was crying while I was so mad at them at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a it's still a really, it's a really good movie. You should watch it. I recommend it. Me too. The story, at least. Yeah, so that story became, like, after the dog passed, and it became, there were stories in him, about him in the papers in Japan, and it became, like, a national story at one point. And so, teachers and stuff like that would use the story of Hachi to, to just as, a, like, a, you know, a story about loyalty and being loyal to your family and, you know, the loyalty of Hachi. Like, he waited for nine years for his owner. Incredible. Yeah. Crazy. That just goes to show how... I don't know how people can put animals beneath us. Right. Nobody's taught that dog that. You know, it was in him that bond with his owner and 
just, I mean, so his last breath. Yeah. And even when, I think he knew he, when Hachi passed away, I think Hachi knew he was, he was going to go. So where did he go? To the train station. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah. That was hard. Yeah, and in the movie, the way they showed it too, like, as he, the dog was going down, they have the white light for the dog, and in the, out of the white light comes his owner coming out, like, hey boy. Come on. Like let's he was go. like he would just got off the train and just coming off of work yeah. and I was like fuck. I hope that's how it is. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, okay. Alright. Well It's gonna get deep here in a minute. Yeah. Do you wanna wrap it up then? Sure thing. Do you have anything else to add about Nahiva Eva? No, I just twenty fifteen. I just am very grateful. I mean when I first started Hula, I never, I didn't know this whole extent of it, and I'm just so grateful that my Kumu is, my Kumu and has dragged us along with her to this level, and, and we just continue to keep pushing to be better and better, and I mean, to think of where we are today and if we're always trying to reach our next Kawaikini, gosh, gosh darn, <laughs> <laughs> where are we going to be yeah, who knows? in another five, ten years? Who knows? It's amazing. And so many things are happening so quickly. Just unbelievable. It's, it's an amazing journey only only just begun <laughs> <laughs> alright do you want to give any shout outs to anybody just to you he did such a wonderful job taking care of my monkey buns all by himself single daddy for a week yeah, yeah. I was expecting you to you know, be telling me everything's okay, and then when I get home, then you just lose it and break down, and I couldn't handle it. But no, it was the opposite. I, this I time. never got it. It was the opposite this time. Like, I broke down I as soon it. as she left. <laughs> yeah, I'll talk about That's that. That's a hard saying later. goodbye. <laughs> that was really hard. <clears throat> yeah, it was tough. Well, you stole my idea because I was gonna give a shout out to you. For doing this episode with oh, me. thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's fun talking to you about these kind of things. <laughs> I mean, not that we don't talk about them regularly, but just to, like, force ourselves to talk about it. Yeah. Not that every day. How's your day? Yeah, yeah. How's work? Yeah, so... Some substance. Thank you to you for doing this one. Yeah, thank you. All right. I love you. I love you, too. Love you guys. All right. Love you guys.
everybody. So that was episode number four. Now Hiva Hiva debriefing with the wonderfully talented Nicole. <laughs> who I actually I'm have... Because <laughs> I'm just looking at you. I have Nicole with me here to do this outro for this episode. And yeah, so what did you think? You listened to it? What did I think about... The episode, yeah. The, the episode? Po- yeah. How did you feel about it after listening to it? Um, I was super nervous before I listened to it, after we recorded it. Um, after I listened to it, it didn't sound as bad as I thought it would, I guess. Um, I don't know. It, it was kind of weird because I don't know... I mean, obviously, you interviewed me because I'm your wife, but it's just silly because it's just one random person's trip to Japan, Um, although it was for a wonderful event. Yeah, but even if it is one person's experience, it's still valuable. Yeah, to us. (laughs) To everybody, to anybody. You don't think so? I mean, I don't know what... I I'm think just so. trying to be honest. I don't, I don't know if you're listening. Thanks, because I don't know what would be so special about my story. You know, um, like I I'm not anybody. It's special. It's special. It's special to you. Yeah, it is. It's but really it special to me. It didn't feel weird because it just felt like we were just talking about it. Yeah. Just a normal. The thought of it, it was just a little weird to get my head around. What did you think when I asked you to do it? Because it did take us a week before we actually did do it. Um. Yeah, it probably would have been a little better if it was right after. Everything would have been fresher. Yeah, um, we did have. Yeah. But. <laughs> But again, like, I'm nobody, so... You're not nobody, you're definitely somebody to me. I'm just dust of the most high. (laughs) Shout out, Trevor Hall. (laughs) But, yeah, so now you've been a guest on the podcast. Yay! I hope to have you back for more. Talk about other things, whatever. We can just have conversations, record them. That can be a separate. So actually, I I will take this time to explain my kind of thoughts I had about the podcast and what kind of I guess an additional direction which I want to go, and that would be to have the voices from the planet be more like the podcast network and have different shows with within that network and have different titles for them with different, you know, topics, kind of narrowing things down. And, I don't know. So that way, because I feel like not every show is going to be the exact same topic with the same kind of thing. We might want to do one, like, just have fun and talk and not necessarily really tackle any issues or stuff. I feel like, I feel like I'm talking to you and you're just you're driving. We're doing this is another one from the car. 
this whole episode was recorded in the car, I guess, except for the second part of the podcast where we were at home, but... Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I'm listening, no, I don't know. Concentrate on driving, but... So we'll see what happens with the podcast, where it goes, maybe. It's a great idea. Yeah. Do more, like, guest ones on a certain one. Do Are maybe, like, gonna... musicians on another one. It's like a music-themed one, or... Then do the ones with just the boys or whatever, just or the you know whoever the family just talking shit. Are you gonna be putting out an episode of each one every week? That's nah, be a lot of... no, yeah, that's a lot of things to do. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. another thing I should mention. I am gonna try and make this a weekly thing, so hopefully I can do enough recordings that I can put them out every week. Probably on a Tuesday we'll put them out. This one is gonna be was late, but we should just record like on your just talking shit network or whatever, not network, but <laughs> channel. We should just record like our after hula things on the ride home. No, like before we go home when we're hanging out after hula. Uh, just record that and have little short ones. Could be. Could be. Post hula conversations. Yeah. Maybe. That's an idea. But, yeah. Just because it's a lot of people standing around talking. Yeah, that's true. And maybe you can give us some different substance to talk about. Yeah. You can do that. We'll try one. We'll do a test. Give me movie trivia. Yeah, we got a lot of movie buffs. But, yeah. I wouldn't be very good at that. Although I watch a lot of movies. But the people that we know that are really good at movie trivia, they know a lot about a lot of movies. Like, some of them are pretty, not obscure movies, but when they quote those lines, they're obscure lines from the movies, and you're like, what? And then they tell you, and it's like, oh, okay. But that's a good idea. That was like, so we did that today. Um, Paul started playing, I think we're alone now, at Hula. And um, Rob was like, oh, this is from, this is from Ted, yeah? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, it's from Ted. And he's like listening to it and dancing or whatever and singing. I couldn't remember. Oh, um, the actor, what's his name? Mark Wahlberg. No, no, the other guy, Rabisi. Oh. Giovanni Rabisi. When he's playing that one weird character and he's in his house after they kidnapped Ted and he's watching like MTV and he's oh. dancing in his living room too. I think we're alone now. Really? Yeah. I didn't know it was that song. That was the part in like the commentary the directors or whoever. So oh. Like in the end, end but that wasn't the one they showed during the movie. No it was in there but oh. they were saying I on that day they just it wasn't really scripted into the movie they just kind of threw it in there because he felt he Giovanni felt like he said he felt like dancing so they just recorded like filmed it and threw it in there and it <laughs> so weird. Can you imagine walking into the set and like, I feel like dancing today. I feel like today. dancing today. Let's dance. But how cool was that? That they were like, yeah, let's use it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that was a very off-topic outro. We kind of got away from it, but so that was the episode. Anything you want to say before we shut this one off for good? Um. No. Thanks for listening and. I don't know, hope 
some part of it or something. Yeah. And I want to thank you. I don't want to scare you away from my husband's podcast. <laughs> no, I don't think. I think we might get more listeners after this one. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, Anything's possible. I believe in the good things come in, come in, come in, come in. But yeah, I just want to thank all you guys for listening. I want to thank my beautiful wife, Nicole, for doing this one with me. It was a pleasure. And I also want to give a special thanks to the wahine of Kalehua Tuahine for all your guys' hard work with this past Mary Monarch and getting ready for Nahiva Hiva and just being the support group that my wife needs in this hula journey um, and giving her the opportunity to grow and just shine this light of aloha for the world. Now it's international. Japan has seen it, so, yeah. Tuahine is in Japan. Yes. I believe in the good things coming. <laughs> Alright, well that's it for this one. That was weird. <laughs> Alright, well hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, check back with us periodically. We'll have updates and new episodes for you guys. On, hopefully by next week. Hopefully by next week Tuesday. Now that it's I said it, it's going to make me stick to it. So hopefully that'll be a good thing. But yeah, stay tuned. And thanks again for checking it out. Love you guys. Peace.